So this was one of the harder films to get into at Sundance Film Festival. We couldn't quite make the times work for our schedule, so we were super crushed, to say the least. But they brought it to Phoenix, one of the few cities getting an early release of this film, and that is The Mustang. It was worth the wait. Today, we check out Loret de Clement Tonnerre's new film, The Mustang. But first, get those shakers ready. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. Roman Coleman, played by Matthias Schonartz, is a violent convict in a rural Nevada prison. He's been at the prison for over a decade with frequent stints in solitary confinement. And in an attempt to stop the cycle of violence, Roman's prison psychologist recommends that he be placed in a state-mandated social rehabilitation program. So Roman is assigned outdoor maintenance in the form of wild horse training. In the process of attempting to break a horse notorious for being unbreakable, he learns about himself while trying to build back relationships with those outside of prison, including the family he left behind. Check out this clip from the trailer. How long have you been in prison? 12 years. And how long from the thought of the crime to the actual crime? Split second. That's a dangerous animal. If you can stay in there for more than five seconds, you're in the program. Nice boots. The whole purpose is to learn how to break these wild horses. And ultimately, our rehabilitation. You ready? With only a few shorts under her belt, Rabbit being one and Atlantic Avenue, the two of us were really just excited to see what the director, De Clermont-Tonnerre, could do with a full-length film. And actually, The Mustang has a very similar vibe to the 2014 short Rabbit in that it follows a story about a pet partnership program uh, in a prison. So there's a therapist who's working in this correctional facility, and she essentially gives a small white rabbit to a female prisoner who must care for it. So kind of on, on, on a flip side here, instead of a small animal, we got wild horses. But again, it's all about getting people to kind of reconnect with their emotions, give them skills, uh, life skills, uh, and just really provide healing. Actually, not only is the director a huge advocate of these kind of pet programs, rehabilitation and second chances, but De Clement Tonnerre's actually hired three inmates during her research period for the Mustang. Once they were released from prison, she started filming. And that's so cool to, you know, give these guys this opportunity. Like, you could probably take it any way you would want when you think about this, but I mean... These guys, they did their time, they served for whatever crimes they might have done, and this new opportunity to not only, you know, work with horses like they did, but to be on a film set, I can only hope the best for them. And, you know, she even gives 
major cred to them at the end. And as far as I was reading, several of them actually wanted to go on and do more acting. Which is great. So great. I like that so much. I like, you know, when people are serious about their second chances. It's Mm -hmm. just, I don't want to say heartwarming because I feel like that's just kind of dumbing down the whole emotion. But it's just so wonderful to, to see people being serious about their lives and wanting to do something better. And that's something what I really like about the Mustang is that we get to kind of see this process here. And, you know, the story itself is actually inspired by the actual horse training program. It exists in various states, including here in Arizona. And the movie itself was not actually based on a true story as in in as much as that following a particular living inmate. This story took the idea, the concept of the horse training program that is a real thing, but then wrote a story around it. And I like that because we get so many biopics these days. It was just kind of refreshing to take, well, here's a a real life thing, but we're going to write a story around that thing. And as far as films go with, you know, a human learning about new things in life and returning to some great state or being rehabilitized by an animal. This isn't a new story. This has been done before. But this director and these actors make it seem like the first time it has ever been done. I mean, it it almost blows out of the water any other kind of film that lands in this genre. It's done fresh and new and really, if anything, advocates at how amazing these programs really are. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of news stories of amazing things going on with dog training within these facilities and uh, a lot of really amazing success stories out of here. But th- the movie itself, it I never, just when you think you know the cliche version it's going to go down, it jumps and does something completely different. So it does run a little bit long, but I never, ever felt like it was slow or boring. I mean, even if you weren't following the plot line, just talking about that cinematography, mm-hmm. it was award-winning oh, cinematography. Yeah. Not that not that horses are a, <laughs> you know, a difficult backdrop for anyone, but, right? oh, wow, the mountains and dust and, and the, the horses. Yeah. Oh. You you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I One of my biggest takeaways from this film was the cinematography was just beautiful. I mean, you got these epic landscapes. Uh, the opening scene is of the helicopters rounding up the wild Mustangs. And it's just, you know, the rolling hills and the lighting. But one thing I really liked, because there there's not a lot of dialogue in this film. A lot of it is done with the, the physicality of the role. And Matias was able to do so much with just his body language because he's playing this inmate who is so closed off. He he's cut himself off from his his only family that we're aware of, his daughter, who's pregnant. Uh, he's going to be moving, you know, across the country. And he just like couldn't care less about her at the beginning of the film. But once he starts working with his Mustang, who he ends up naming Marcus, you know, he has to learn how to control his anger, control his frustrations, all these things that have he's just like let loose, which sounds like led him to committing his crime. He has to learn how to control because, you know, this is a several thousand pound animal that can totally clock you in the head with a kick and kill you. 
So learning that self-control, watching him go through the process, it was not easy for him. And I think that's one thing uh, that's a real credit to the film. Like, it's a bit brutal for both Marcus the horse and uh, Matthias' character, Roman. Even those not incarcerated, it's this push and pull back and forth between two entities that don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the horse is not going to understand F you, and you're not going to understand the horse's mannerisms unless you know what the horse is trying to say, whether that's with its ears or its stance or things like that. And it was really nice that there was minimal dialogue. You know, we've said this before. I think it takes the most amazing acting prowess to be able to say everything you need to with your body, with your face, with your expression, what what is said in between those words mm-hmm. that aren't being said. And, you know, Matthias has really stayed under the radar. You know, I don't really, I have not seen any of his previous films, but if it's anything like this, I mean, he is magnificent and it was incredibly well cast because he really is the star of the show. You get some really amazing supporting roles. When it comes down to it, it's you and Matthias in this cell. Yeah. And you have to figure out what he's thinking and even what the horse is thinking. And it's incredibly powerful. I mean, it's it's hard to work with someone in solitary. You know, how do you build a language up in solitary? But he he was exquisite. And I think, you know, going back to the cinematography, it was all about those specific camera angles, too. And there's like these mirroring of like the horse is being kept off and it's like this secluded metal pen with like these very narrow rectangular windows And when Roman's in solitary confinement, he's in a square cell with these very narrow rectangular windows. There's all this interesting mirroring between who Roman is and him being locked up and then the horse being locked up. And I just love that peril. And like they would get these really intense close ups with like looking at the Mustang's eye and then we would get to see the close up of Roman's face. And like you just said, Matthias is just able to do so much. And it's interesting because, you know, he plays that flat, just burnt out, doesn't give a shit inmate so well. But then to slowly see him starting to open up and it's all in the eyes, just like his mannerisms. It was so engaging to watch. Yes, I I never felt it being slow uh, or in any manner or feeling it was very predictable at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a resounding, uh, you must go see this film. Yes, it will probably have limited release in your area. So you will have to uh, research a little bit to try and find it. But it's totally worth seeing. And besides, if you guys are horse lovers out there like us, it's a just beautiful, pretty ponies. Yes, (laughs) absolutely beautiful. In this movie. But uh, I think it's time to pour our drinks Tuesday. About time. So uh, what you drinking? So this gave me a very good old boy cowboy feel for the movie. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) And anytime I go to the local rodeo, all I want in my hand, I know, Kaylee, you're going to hate it. An ice-cold Budweiser. Oh, gross. Yep. Girl. Ice-cold. It just reminds me of horses and (laughs) 
and a, a good old rodeo show and being a good old cowboy with some cowboy boots on. Well, I guess you can't get much more USA. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with a big <laughs> USA flag on top of the can. Yep. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll let you have it. I, me, I went a little different route because I'm thinking, all right, you're working with horses. You're up at the crack of dawn probably beforehand because them horses got to eat. Mm-hmm. So you need some go juice. Um, so I was thinking something like cowboy coffee, Ooh. which, you know, is coffee and whiskey. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need, really? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, if you want to be fancy about it, uh, you could put a little bit of, like, a lemon peel and some bitters. Cowboys don't get fancy, though. I mean, some might if you're, like, you know, the, the uber-rich cowboys up in Park City or something. Fair. Um, speaking of Park City and whiskey, I'd probably be putting High West whiskey in my coffee. Obviously. <laughs> Shout out to our favorite American distillery. <laughs> and if you'd like to sponsor us, keep we're, an eye out for our next podcast. We're still interested. <laughs> we're still interested. Um, with that being said, <laughs> giddy on over to the subscription button. We're on all of your favorite podcasting sites. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And follow the herd by liking us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See what we did there? I know we're funny. My gosh. All right, until next time, grab that popcorn and we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>